Hello and welcome to the Top Story, a podcast with the headlines of the day from our correspondents around the world. I'm Do Hongyu. Coming up in this edition, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has rejected calls for a ceasefire in Gaza, saying a truce means surrender to Hamas. Hundreds of anti-Israel protesters have stormed an airport in the Russian Republic of Dagestan after a plane from Tel Aviv landed. And international defense and military leaders have concluded their discussions in Beijing and the Xiangshan Forum. We start from the Middle East. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has rejected calls for a ceasefire in Gaza, even as the United Nations warns that the true cost of this latest escalation in fighting will be measured in children's lives. Netanyahu says a ceasefire will amount to surrender to Hamas. Meantime, the intensifying military operations have increased the fears of 2.4 million residents of Gaza. Hamas says they fired machine guns and anti-tank missiles early Tuesday as Israel's tanks and infantry attacked the besieged Palestinian enclave. Israel says its troops struck more than 600 militant targets over the past 24 hours, and they have freed a soldier from Hamas's captivity. UN aid agencies have repeated their desperate calls for a humanitarian ceasefire at an emergency UN Security Council meeting. The ongoing conflict so far has killed nearly 10,000 people. Stephanie Fried has more. I'm on, I'm in Sterot, which is right. I'm I'm seeing Gaza. I'm hearing the jets overhead, um, and we, which makes us renders us vulnerable from the other side because we also have incoming rockets. So we're right on the edge, right on the border with Gaza. Um, so we're seeing what's happened here. And in terms of activity and this extension of Israel's campaign, what they're calling phase two of the campaign, um, I mean, we're seeing it here. We're hearing it. Um, with the reports that we're getting from the Israeli army, the ground operation, which is essentially they're targeting what they say is um, Hamas nerve, command, control, launching pads, uh, missile uh, or, or guided uh, anti-tank missile launching areas, um, observation points. And they're, they're targeting Hamas operatives themselves. Uh, the Israeli army says that they took out dozens of Hamas operatives here, in the, which is behind me on this side, um, in, uh, the, in northern Gaza. And they continue to go in in a little bit more of a precision way. The latest we've got um, now in terms of the hostages, reportedly 239 hostages still in, held inside of Gaza. A video was released on a Hamas social media channel earlier with three of the hostages uh, being shown in the video, and one woman is talking vehemently in Hebrew, very anti-Benjamin Netanyahu, the prime, Israeli prime minister, speaking about his mistakes, uh, saying that the reason that they're still being held hostage is because of his mistakes, because of Israeli military mistakes, um, and and she's actually screeching, very, very angry in the video. Um, of course, um, the local news that are not, they're not airing that. Uh, they're saying um, that it's propaganda and it's psychological warfare, so they won't air that. Um, um, and others, of course, understand she's being held hostage, and so she's speaking under duress. Um, but as the prime minister, as the military says, the hostage, releasing the hostages, it's a main priority. They come from 41 different nationalities. They say it's not just a local priority, it's a national, international priority. That was Stephanie Fried on the Israel-Hamas conflict. 
Egypt says it's working with the U.S. and Israel to increase the number of aid trucks to Gaza. Over 50 aircraft from 19 countries and 14 international organizations have arrived in Egypt's Arish airport, carrying tons of aid and supplies. Meanwhile, more than 190 trucks with food, water, and medicines have entered the Gaza Strip. The Palestinian prime minister has called for an end to the fighting. He's also called for the opening of humanitarian corridors to facilitate the distribution of aid. Yasser Hakim has this report. It started with a positive note, with the news that around 100 trucks will be uh, transporting aid to the Palestinians through the Rafah border crossing. As on the diplomatic front, Egypt said it is continuing its extensive efforts and talks with the U.S. and Israel to try. To hammer out a humanitarian ceasefire, and also to work on a plan to increase the number of trucks that could be delivering aid to the Palestinians on a daily basis.、Uh, also, the Arab League、uh, has announced that、uh, it will be calling for an, a meeting of the foreign ministers of the Arab League countries,、uh, members of the Arab League, at its headquarters in Cairo,、uh, and、uh, the meeting is aimed at trying to have a united front. In in a way to try to push for a ceasefire and a and a cessation of violence and、uh, the war on、uh, Gaza by Israel, so there is an expected united、uh, diplomatic move、uh, in the next few days to try to push for a ceasefire in Gaza. That was Yasser Hakim. Moving on to Russia, 60 people have been arrested and 20 injured after a mob stormed the Makhachkala airport in the Russian Republic of Dagestan. Hundreds of anti-Israel protesters broke into the airport and onto its runway after a flight arrived from Tel Aviv, allegedly looking for Israeli citizens. Russia is blaming Ukraine, but Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky says the incident was linked to Russian anti-Semitism that he described as systemic and deeply rooted. Dasha Chernyshova has more in Moscow. Russia has blamed Ukraine after a mob stormed an airport in Russia's predominantly Muslim region of Dagestan on Sunday. Protesters carrying Palestinian flags were seen entering the airport and making their way onto the tarmac. On Monday, the region's leader Sergei Melikov inspected the airport as investigations continue. He condemned the incident, calling it a gross violation of the law. The riot has been strongly criticized by the Russian authorities at all levels, with the Kremlin saying the events were the result of external interference. Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov said Russia's enemies were taking advantage of the situation and provoking people against the backdrop of terrible scenes emerging from Gaza. Russian Foreign Ministry spokeswoman Maria Zaharova said that what happened at the airport in Dagestan was the result of a provocation orchestrated from outside Russia, accusing Ukraine of playing a direct and key role. The Russian president held a security meeting on Monday. Calling for the unity in the country, with the Kremlin calling splits within the ethnically diverse country unacceptable. The incident comes days after a delegation from Hamas visited Moscow for talks. That was Dasha Chernyshova in Moscow. Finally, in China, international defense and military leaders have concluded their discussions at the Beijing Shangshan Forum. The event had a special focus on the China-proposed Global Security Initiative. Chen Ziyuan has more. 
So first of all, I think it's important to understand many officials and experts saying the forum is an opportunity to really understand China's vision, China's security vision, and also ex uh, really understand what the global security initiative is about and how China is really fulfilling those uh, goals. In addition to that, the second perspective is to really understand external influence in the Asia-Pacific region. We're talking about the South China Sea issue. We're talking about the existing ASEAN framework and how collaboration are potentially uh, possible uh, amid existing conflicts and political di political differences. Um, for example, I've talked to experts from Pakistan saying that the U.S. consider India as a net security provider and putting Pakistan in a really uh, not a friendly relationship, which means that uh, U.S. is playing fa flavor and also picking India as its favorite and breaking the regional peaceful agreement and also consensus that already established by countries. So um, these are some of the, the, the topics being touched on. And also the third perspective is actually exploring the potential solution for existing external conflict and also that includes, for example, the Ukrainian crisis. We're talking about uh, the ongoing uh, Israel-Palestine conflict. So these are the topics that they are also talking about. So the last perspective, the fourth one, is actually focusing on potential collaboration. So we're talking about what, what China vision is about. Uh, we're, we have talked about the existing conflicts in, uh, around the globe. And now we're also talking about amid the differences. There are also collaboration on defenses. I also talked to command, commanding general uh, from Thailand. He said that um, China has been working Thailand to carry out maritime cooperation, for example, um, on humanitarian relief, on joint um, tour and also on fishery. So these are some of the collaboration that already exists and also they are looking forward to bringing more collaboration in arm um, exercises, for example, in the area of battling against terrorists. That was Tan Yuan in Beijing. China's Shenzhou 16 crew members who have been in the orbiting Tiangong space station for nearly five months have safely returned to Earth. This comes after they handed over control of Tiangong to the newly arrived Shenzhou 17 crew. Taikonauts Jing Haipeng, Zhu Yangzhu, and Gui Haichao were helped out of their spacecraft, which landed in northern China early Tuesday. The trio say they're feeling well. Zheng Yibing has more from the Beijing Aerospace Control Center. The goal of Shenzhou's 16 return mission has been successfully achieved. The three Chinese astronauts or taikonauts have returned safely at the Dongfeng landing site in the Gobi Desert in northwestern China's Inner Mongolia Autonomous Region. Here at the Beijing Aerospace Control Center, everybody is so excited after the three crew members returned. And they have been tirelessly working for this moment. This is the fifth return mission for China Space Station since 2021. And this is also the second return mission after China Space Station entered its application and development stage at the end of 2022. We've been closely following the whole process of the return mission and every step the Shenzhou 16 crew have taken. Now the missions for China Space Station have become routine and every half a year there will be the launch, handover and return mission for the Tiangong Space Station. Now, after the medical treatment and readaption to the gravity on Earth, the Shenzhou 16 crew members, the other commander Jing Haipeng, space pilot Zhu Yangzhu, and payload specialist Gui Haichao, let us remember their heroic journey in space. And they will take several months to readapt, to recover, and begin routine exercises for future missions. That was Zheng Yibing on the safe return of the Shenzhou 16 crew on Tuesday. 
Before we go, here's a recap of today's headlines. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has rejected calls for a ceasefire in Gaza, saying a truce means surrender to Hamas. Hundreds of anti-Israel protesters have stormed an airport in the Russian Republic of Dagestan after a plane from Tel Aviv landed. And international defense and military leaders have concluded their discussions in Beijing at the Xiangshan Forum. That's it for this edition of the Top Story, a podcast that brings you world headlines every weekday. For more news in politics, business, sports, and culture, you can subscribe to the Beijing Hour, a one-hour podcast news magazine program. We welcome and appreciate all ratings and reviews. I'm Dou Hongyu. Thank you for listening. <laughs>